Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colt Molesky. And I'm joined by Corey DLG, my co-host and producer, Nico. And I know that this is probably going to hit your inbox on Friday, but we are recording on Thursday. That's right. Thanksgiving doesn't slow us down one bit. And before we get into all this Texan stuff that we have, we've got all sorts of stuff on the Miami Dolphins. Got to talk about a poll on our website concerning Lovey Smith as well. But before we get to all that, Corey, Nico, I think... That we can all wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. What a wonderful day. What a lovely day of football and food. Yeah, great slate of games. Uh, you know, I hate the Cowboys, but it was at least a good competitive game. Uh, it was it was a good day of football. Uh, it was raining where I was at pretty hard all day. So that means you had no choice but to watch football and eat food all day. It's the It's the greatest pastime. And this is, by the way, an insane weekend because we have – Football all day today, including, I don't know if you watched the Egg Bowl between Mississippi State and Ole Miss, but that was another great football game. Four great football games today. We've got uh, World Cup Soccer England versus the U.S. tomorrow, and then we have Rivalry Week for the for excuse me college football on Saturday, then the NFL slate, packed football weekend. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good games, and we are like you said, it's rivalry week in college football, and then you start getting into like championships and bowls and all kinds of stuff. This is the if if your if your team you follow is any good, Christmas season is always exciting for football fans. Hey, and even if your team is bad, well, it's a little <laughs> like less fun. Texans, it's a little less fun. It's still it's a little less fun, but there's still a lot of great football this weekend a lot of great football down the stretch here so it's exciting times for sure a wonderful weekend this is definitely my favorite holiday so i'm pumped i'm pumped to be hanging out with you guys and talking a little football and like i said we've got a crazy matchup with the miami dolphins that is going to be a absolute boat race we're gonna we're gonna get to that and we're gonna get to our predictions in a minute but before we do that we have to address a poll. If you guys go and check out the Battle Red blog, that's where you can find this podcast. You can also find all sorts of Texans coverage. But there was a poll that was posted today, and it is, should the Houston Texans fire Lovey Smith? Do you want to you hear the results, Corey? Yeah, absolutely. What do you got? So the poll so far has 250 total votes, 23 percent in favor of yes immediately 43 percent in favor of yes but not until the season ends 31 percent no give him another year four percent no smith is the solution not the problem kind of shocked by these results um 
man, there's not a way to say this that doesn't make me sound like the old guy who wants you off of his lawn. Uh, I'm not shocked because I don't think people – we've kind of talked about it all season that they're not tanking on purpose, but they're not really wanting – the organization, not the players, the organization is not wanting to win these games. Like, they understand that their roster needs a couple drafts worth of players to really kind of build the depth. So, no, I don't. I'm not shocked because people don't enjoy losing. Losing is a hard thing to go through. You know, but it, I am disappointed because I thought more people understood what, what the plan was here. This roster, if a different guy was coaching it, isn't going to win 10 games. So it's not like you're expecting some sort of, I don't, like, what What was the result that would have kept Lovey Smith? Also, who are the people who want to fire him but keep him? That, what, what sense does that make? Well, I just don't understand, like, you're saying, like, what, not even, like, roster moves, but what moves strategically? Like, so we get that this roster doesn't have a lot of talent, right? But what moves, like, if you're playing maybe less zone and more man-to-man, they don't have a lot of depth in the secondary, they're playing a couple of, they're starting a couple of rookies in the secondary, you want to play more man, or you want to blitz more and put more of your guys on islands on the uh, in the secondary, or you want to put more of your linebackers out in, in coverage and space maybe, or have them play deeper back, but then maybe, but then they're not great side to side and you don't have the set. You don't have the depth in the secondary to play more defensive backs and fewer backers. If you're not going to blit on the defensive side, I don't know. I mean, they've been bend don't break for the first half of the season and it's gotten ugly. The, the last part here, but I just don't know what moves you're supposed to make. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they start out with going down offensive linemen right at the beginning of the season. They're playing rookies on the line as well. Pretty serious amount of time. Uh, they're not solid there. Their quarterback doesn't have anybody to throw to, and he's also probably going to be shades of Josh McCown as far as his career is concerned. A, a journeyman quarterback is how I anticipate Mills to spend his time in the NFL. Not that it would matter because he's throwing a Nico Collins, Chris Moore, and – uh, an old and past his prime Brandon Cooks. I I just don't understand, like, even if it's not roster moves, if it's strategy, like, what did you expect the maneuvering from this team to be? It's not like they have a ton of options. The guys on the roster really, in the situation they're in, kind of prohibit them from evolving throughout the season. Like we've mentioned so many times, it's about evaluating the young talent and deciding who's going to be around as they rebuild versus who they need to move on from and replace in the upcoming drafts. No, absolutely. And so again, the question really becomes, this is sort of, so the reason this poll is up there behind the scenes, there's been a lot of conversation between the writers and, and, and everybody just about like what's going on with this season. And there are a few of the writers who feel like, um, you know, Nick Casario and Lovey Smith are the problems. They're already ready to fire them both and move on. There are comments like, um, you know, with with Casario's current situation, like how, how hard it's going to be to get a good head coach in here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do differently. Like the last offseason, there weren't a bunch of options at quarterback, you know. So it was going to be Davis Mills coming in because these quarterbacks that were drafted, these rookie quarterbacks, 
They're not. Especially the way he finished the season, too. They were going to give him a shot. Right. But also more, just as much, the, the rookie quarterbacks this from this draft class aren't any good. And the rookies from last year have regressed. So, looking around, I don't know what we were supposed to do differently. I am a big proponent that sometimes when you get the right guy in here, he can, he can turn over most of the roster in a year or two. This particular issue was just that right now the we don't have any of the pieces. So there's not like a when, – when Sean Payton took over the Saints, both Dante Culpepper and Drew Brees were free agents that offseason. So the Saints and the Dolphins got to basically amongst themselves figure out who was going where. And so they had this opportunity to interview both quarterbacks and make an offer and blah, blah, blah. Miami wanted Dante Culpepper – the Saints organization at the time with a new head coach was the second option for both quarterbacks. So Drew Brees is like, okay, well, I'll take the Saints deal then. It worked out great for everyone involved in New Orleans, but they they got their franchise quarterback in that on, in one of the first moves they made. So then the rest of turning over the roster becomes a priority because we have Drew Brees and we think he can run this great offense that Sean Payton created that had Reggie Bush uh, and – Whoever their power back was, Deuce McAllister was their power back. So it was Deuce McAllister, Reggie Bush, uh, Drew Brees is throwing, and just he started drawing up all these crazy plays for everybody back then. And um, you know they they turned they made all these trades for defensive guys, linebackers who weren't quite good enough at the other teams, but Sean Payton used them a little bit differently. There's no reason for us to do all of that. We don't need to blow up the draft capital and make all these different moves and all these changes because we don't have our franchise quarterback. And there wasn't one available in this offseason to, to lock in and iron out. Like, the only team that thought they got their guy was Denver thought they got Russell Wilson and that that was going to change things for them. Um, that turned out not to be the case. Well, that's where putting this at the feet of Lovey Smith doesn't make any sense, right? And I think exactly. might be more detrimental if you're constantly turning over coaches. I get sometimes you need to move on from a coach, but... Yeah, you I think, also I think want Colley to wasn't ass- a good fit as a coach at all. And I think that's why they had to move on from him in one year. I think he just organizationally was a bad head coach. Yeah, but you you're not giving Lovey Smith a chance to establish a uh, a culture with his guys. Something that he has a track record of doing at previous franchises. You got to give it some time that where what expectations is he not fulfilling for this team <laughs> that uh, am i missing something were there grand uh, plans for this for this texans roster going into the season that i i missed out on uh because i'm not understanding where i get that it stinks to cheer for a team with one win but this team was not going well, to be I mean, good let's let's play this let's play this game colton uh nico how many wins did Colton predict? How many wins did I predict at the beginning of the year when we did like our first intro? Podcast? I think Corey had like, I want to say four, and I think Colton had six at most, like maximum. No, I, I had so, three. You're so, three? It, 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 well, I remember you had like three for sure, and then like three maybes. But even that, like, even if we six wins, okay, if they finish six and 11, and, and that's a really big difference between where we're at right now at one, eight, and one, like, it's still a terrible, disappointing season, so I don't understand. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure where it comes from where you're like, oh, if we fire Lovey Smith, this team is instantly better. And also, what we talked about seeing out of a Lovey Smith team, we are seeing. Remember we talked about 
Lovey Smith teams are always really aggressive in the front four. They get a lot of sacks out of just their four down linemen. They they do trench warfare. They run the ball. They're 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 defensively aggressive and offensively mean just in the trenches. We've seen that. Damian Pierce is running well. Um, Jerry Hughes, I always call him Larry Hughes, the former basketball player. My fault. Jerry Hughes, you know, is is in the top five or top ten in the league for sacks right now. We're we're getting production out of our front. We are doing exactly what a Lovey Smith team will do, limited by the lack of talent. So I'm not sure what it is that we're supposed to be seeing where we go. Ooh, I don't like this because it's the move. It's the move that every every bad franchise makes. Is that as soon as you get like one or two years where you're not happy, you just fire the head coach, and that's why these teams stay bad. <laughs> And they do, and they spiral, and they start making change after change, and then flipping regimes, and then you wind up taking a quarterback with your first-round pick one year, the very next year changing head coaches and getting another quarterback with your first-round pick, a la Arizona Cardinals. So basically, they lost a whole year of their first round because they changed coaches back-to-back years. You can ne- you can um, never so that's a waste you can never assets. build a house if you keep relaying the foundation. That's the end of the. <laughs> that's honestly the bottom line. That is, yeah, you're right. You're right. And we will become the Cardinals. That is what's going to happen. And that's why I've been keeping an eye on them. Because I really I really think that that's our parallel. If we if we go too far down the other road, and I'm not going to do the Kyler Murray rant today, but if we go too far down the other road, we will become the Arizona Cardinals, which are, they were supposed to be good this year, right? Everyone's saying, oh, they are, they are going to figure it out this year. And right now, they're in the middle of a disappointing season. They're keeping Kyler Murray out of yet another game this week because they want him to be full throttle. By the way, the way they got him to feel engaged last year, this came out uh, through the announcing of the Monday Night Football game, is uh, the coach started, Cliff Kingsbury started having uh, having having Kyler Murray help install the offensive package. That's crazy. Do you think Peyton Manning has to sit in the meetings to get engaged? I think Peyton Manning showed up to work every day ready to be the leader. Well, speaking of keeping a quarterback on the sideline, we – we talked about the the potential. There was rumors that there it, it seemed like they might consider a quarterback change. And since the last time we recorded a show, there has been officially a quarterback change. Now Kyle Allen taking That's snaps. Right. We we are predicting the future all the time. <laughs> so what do you think of this? I mean, it kind of feels like the Spider Man meme to me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think I don't think that's wrong. I don't know. This is this is what the, the organization is doing this because I don't think they expected the fan backlash to be this strong to this season. And I don't know. Okay, I think they really thought they had bought some credibility. You know how like the Astros just flat out said, "Listen, we're going to lose a lot of games for like three years, but then we're going to be good again." Yeah. And and that and that's exactly what they did. They had three hundred lost seasons. I think the Texans really thought they could sell the Houston fan base that, hey, we're going to do the same thing. Like, the Astros just won a second World Series. Give us three years and see what we do. And instead, at 1-8-1, and one, the fans have been like, what are you guys doing? And I think the real, I think the problem really started to emerge a couple weeks ago when Davis Mills just started falling apart. Like, just obviously on the field, it was clear that we did not have an NFL-level quarterback out there at that moment. And then last week with the five-yard first half, it just became obvious that Nothing's going to get done. Like, teams were begging us to throw the ball 
I think that was it. I think that was a splash of cold yeah, water absolutely. on the fan base. Well, the teams were begging us to throw. They were putting nine guys in the box, and poor Damian Pierce is like, I, I can't run against everybody. Like, somebody has to – somebody else on this team has to do something. And there, and I, I think there was just no other help. And so, yeah, I think everyone lashed out media-wise, public, you know – the pressure just got to be too great, and so they're just going to trot Kyle Allen out there as a sacrificial lamb. But I don't think the results are going to well, be that different. Well, it's not even. Now let me ask you this: just on let's let's go this other route real quick with it. What happens if Kyle Allen goes out there and just turns it on? I mean, that would be shock. That would be more shocking, honestly, just because I did, I wouldn't think Kyle Allen has it in him. No, I'm with you. I don't think he has it in him either. I don't think there's. I don't think there's that lightning bolt in him that's going to turn him into. He Thor doesn't even do different stuff than Mills. Either. Like it's not even like he's not a bad, no, as good of a passer, really. but he could run or something like that. Like he's just kind of the same quarterback, right. really. Oh, they put up a picture and they both have these giant necks that make me very <laughs> uncomfortable looking at photos of them. Uh, I I like you look at the pictures and you think they're slightly photoshopped. Um. I know it's a weird thing to make fun of someone's physical appearance, especially when you look like me. But the necks are very long. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, but, yeah, he looks almost exactly like Davis Mills anyway. Like, it's a really odd move that they're making. But the hypothetical, like, what if Kyle Allen goes, all, goes out there and rattles off four in a row? I don't believe he would. But wouldn't that also, at some point, wouldn't we then, like, try and pull our, our feet off the gas? Like, we don't want we don't want the tenth and the twelfth pick. We want the first and the third pick, right? Like, I uh, I honestly don't understand the disconnect between reality and expectations. Again, I don't know what the expectations were. It's it's the quarterback thing is the same thing as the team. I don't understand what the expectations are plugging in Kyle Allen when the reality is is he's basically the same kind of quarterback as Mills. He's a guy who is going to make a couple of decent throws. He's going to try not to rock the boat with turnovers, and he's a, a backup. He's a backup quarterback. Uh, nothing, against, nothing against both those well, guys think, personally. Think, I'm sure they're lovely people, is... but they're backup quarterbacks. And handing off one to the other, not, I don't even know if it matters. I don't know if it's that big of a deal to replace Allen – or, I mean, Mills, because maybe you do have to pull the guy who only had five yards in the first half of an NFL game. Maybe that's just what you have to do. I'm just not, I just right. don't think that's going to move the needle at all for this team. It, and, I, and I guess I would be okay, like, if Lovey Smith just said, listen, Davis Mills in the last two games has had, like, I think three or four interceptions now um, and the five yards. Between all of that, we just. We figure with the week of practice, Kyle Allen can go out there and do better than that. I think that would be an okay line, party line to give. I think that would be okay. But anything short of that, if they're if they're trying to convince people that now we're going to go out there and win a game because Kyle Allen's in, first of all, we we don't want to. That's not the point of this year. At this point, we're one eight and one. What's going? What are, what are we? What are we trying to win for? Are we going to catch the Titans? Like, what do we think? Is well, maybe happen? that's maybe it's going through the um, motions of trying new things, but knowing that that's not going to hurt your end goal because Allen is not going to give you a different version of this offense than Mills. He's not any better. Yeah. No, and that's fair. I just I'm very confused about what what the goal or what the point of it is. So I think the 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I've been watching it, and I've been seeing the conversation about Lovey Smith and about swapping the quarterbacks and about, oh, do we need to make, like, is Casario holding us back, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, there was a, in Reddit, someone posted uh, a, a thing about all the quarterbacks drafted under Nick Casario. But the problem was a bunch of them were quarterbacks drafted while he was with New England Patriots. There's no great mystery there. There's only one decider in the entire New England Patriots organization, and it wasn't Nick Casario. You're not putting a player in that building that Bill Belichick doesn't personally approve of. So the idea that Nick Casario drafted a bunch of these quarterbacks and doesn't know what he's doing or whatever the point of the meme was, it's stupid because he wasn't the decider there. He might be able to bring you tape and files and say, we like this guy, but Bill Belichick was the decider. Yeah, that's like taking credit for Bill Russell's rings when you're a busboy for the Celtics. (laughs) You you had just as much to do with that as Casario had to do with the quarterback decisions for the Patriots. Yeah. You're the assistant coach and Bill Russell's out there getting 50 rebounds. Yeah. So like this whole conversation about like, Oh, what have they really, really done? Well, it's been two years. Like, and for Lovey Smith, it's been one year. Like you've got to let them get out there and do their thing. But look at it this way. Nick Casario's first draft pick, the third round was Davis Mills. Now for the, a third rounder, we got 20 starts out of this guy at quarterback in the NFL from a third-round rookie. That's pretty good for a general manager. Now, it's run its course. It's obviously over. But what he was able to do with that limited amount of talent and with those few draft picks that we had coming into that first draft, I mean, that's pretty good. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to evaluate from some imaginary place where we're always going to hit home runs, like, I don't know. It just seems like we're kind of hoping for something that's not realistic. I 100% agree. Uh, And, yeah, it's just get ready for more losses, but it's going to be okay. I think we're on an up trajectory in the the long haul. Let's let's turn over a leaf here and and take a look at our Week 12 matchup for the Texans on the road. Before we do that, however, Corey, let's hear from some sponsors. All right. It's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs, someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has 100 hours of hands-on instructions in a lab learning the sciences used in DWI cases. A lawyer ACS qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist. Because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases. Your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asen is a designated lawyer scientist, and the lawyers at Asen Law Firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. Call Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297, or visit DWILawyerHouston.com. It's time to trade in your face masks. For masks, load up the hoppers and go to war with your friends. Too hot, too rainy, too cold? Splat Zone has you covered, literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. 11260 Hempstead, Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Splat Zone is a great, low-impact, family-friendly experience, and if you use their website to make reservations, you can get 5% off by using the code BATTLEREDSPLAT. Uh, let me tell you guys also about the Adventure Begins Stadium right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard in Suite 130 in Conroe, Texas. The Marcel Town Center is on 1488 right out here in Conroe. It's bright, family-friendly, well-lit. It's a great place to go hang out and do your thing. These guys are awesome. There's no better place to go and get your nerd on. That's where Nico and I do our nerd stuff. But more importantly, right there on the second floor, that's right, it's a two-story 
store. On the second floor, they have the Adventure Begins Stadium. And they sell sports cards and sports memorabilia and all sorts of great sport, uh, fun sports stuff. So go check them out. Spend your money. Have a great time and get some great uh, sports memorabilia for whatever teams you support. Especially right now with the World Cup going on, there's probably some great soccer stuff in there. You should go check it out. So get to the Adventure Begins Stadium right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, Houston Texans taking on the Miami Dolphins in Miami. A red-hot Dolphins team right now. I got to ask you, Corey, if you're sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table with Tua, is he more thankful for uh, his new head coach or for Tyreek Hill? Can, can I give a cynical answer? I don't think it's either A or B. I think he should be most thankful for Rich Flores being fired and then suing the league. Because I believe the only reason Sean Payton and Tom Brady aren't in Miami right now is because of that lawsuit. Uh, so Tua and Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill and uh, the other receiver... Uh, is it, it Waddle? Waddle, Jalen Waddle, living the dream and having the time of their life, and they're celebrating off that Tunsil trade from six years ago from Bill O'Brien, and they get to live a, a wonderful Miami life this year, putting up the points, running up the score, in uh, in in a position where they seemingly control their own destiny, especially after Minnesota just beating New England. Uh, so that's all good and great and grand. But I genuinely believe, if he's being honest, he's thanking Rich Flores in his lawsuit. That's a that's a fair point. And as far as setting their own destiny is concerned, this team seems to be, or in, in real the real driver's seat for how they're controlling their destiny. They have really started to heat up. I went back and looked because this team is red hot. They're on a four game winning streak. I uh, against Pittsburgh the first game back for for Tua they only had 16 points in their win since then they have scored over 30 but if you look at this season they actually they are a top six they're the sixth team in scoring in the NFL which is pretty impressive because you if you look over their slate week one 20 point game and that was coming out of the gates little rusty new coach getting together with the quarterback new pieces and then they have that crazy game against the Ravens. Buffalo, if you remember, before the half, Tua goes down, clearly see, looks like he has a concussion the way he gets up and he's 
he looks like he's a boxer searching <laughs> for the for the ropes trying to grab onto yeah. and stays in that game somehow. Then in the Cincinnati game, he gets flung down again. This time he leaves, and that was the really scary moment. That was so the both those hit. games, yeah. Tw- yeah, 21-15 and 15 points respectively in those two games. Against the Jets, they're starting their third-string quarterback because uh, Teddy Bridgewater goes out. And they have 17 points. Teddy Bridgewater back against the Vikings. They have 16 points. What I'm saying is is that there's been a lot of games where Tua has been injured. And so in the games where Tua has actually played full games, they've scored 30 or more points in all but two of those games. And one, he was coming back from injury. So in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, he scored under 30 points just twice so this offense is red hot and they're they've been burning up the last couple of teams they've played this is a bad situation for the texans (laughs) is what i'm trying to say (laughs) so all that to say you like the over (laughs) all that to say i love the over and for a team that can't score more than 24 points i think this might be a problem for the texans oh it it was a problem before you even mentioned points it's going to be a problem they're trotting out kyle allen it's a problem (laughs) <laughs> the bells are ringing, the water is rushing in, uh, whatever emergency analogies you want to use, they're, they're all true right now. It, they are in trouble. The team is in trouble, the season is lost, hope is fading, uh, it couldn't be the more the first five minutes of Star Wars if they tried. They are in absolute danger. Um, and Miami is just an absolute monster to roll through at the worst possible time for us but on the plus side the loss could be so humiliating that we feel motivated to beat cleveland next week in the watson bowl that's that's literally the only silver lining that you can get from this This they're gonna find so many and in going into this game stingley's banged up and he was he's on the injury report right now headed into this game. So that's I mean, what you who knows hear. if you're even going to yeah. get a full compliment for your secondary. Uh, there's going to be so many holes open. It's going to be like the Eagles game, but on steroids where those guys, those receivers were running free in that zone, just wide open. It's going to be even worse with Waddle and Hill are so fast. Yeah. They're, they're two of the fastest guys in the NFL. There's no getting around it. Um, and they're all the same team. And frequently they're on opposite sides of the field. So good luck covering both of them. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 problematic just on what makes paper, it... and then when you start scheming, it, it's going to get worse. And for the Texan side of things too, I mean, it's a lot of quick pass stuff. So it's not they do have deep route concepts and stuff that they run, but so much of it is so fast that it's not like they're going to try be able to try and get to two as he's sitting back there. They're getting the ball out of his hand pretty quick. And also the Texans don't really blitz that much. No, no, they don't. They're like a bottom 10 team in blitzing. So it's like, like if you're going to try and do that, you're going to have to kind of play out of your style, at least to this point in the season that you've shown this far, if you want to do that. So it's They'd have to play out of their comfort zone as a defense to try and create that pressure because they're getting the ball out so fast. Well, and, and the truth is, Lovey Smith doesn't believe in blitzing. He genuinely really believes between scheming and technique that he can get his four guys to get your quarterback. And when he's got time to develop four linemen, he's right. But this isn't 
that. So, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be a bad week. It's going to be rough. Also, I know that we've talked about this at nauseum, but can we just mention for a moment the run concepts of Mike McDaniel paired with Mostert and Jeff Wilson and that 49ers like running game versus the run defense of the Texans. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be god awful. There's really not a lot of upside cuz cuz also Miami's defense isn't bad. Like we've only talked about their offense this whole bit. But I also don't I'm not excited about facing their defense either. I uh I have I have a note on that as well. What do you got? You know how you know how I love to pull out stats. You are the stat guy. So it's it's a real unfortunate thing that they're switching quarterbacks when they're playing Miami. Miami ranks seventh in the NFL in blitz percentage on defense. Well, maybe that's not so, a maybe that's not a uh, mistake. Maybe they don't like how Davis Mills <laughs> is not making fast decisions. So maybe they're just gonna throw Allen to the wolves yeah. against the team that blitzes top ten in the league in blitz percentage. Wouldn't you at this point? Like Davis Mills' decision making clock is clearly slowed down because he's overwhelmed with information that isn't helping him, apparently. So yeah, send out Kyle Allen and let him try and process it faster and see if he can get the ball out of his hands any quicker. Um because oh they're coming. Gosh. <laughs> this is gonna be it's gonna just, it's just horrible. It's gonna be something, that's for sure. This is gonna be the fastest three it's, hours in football. Like the Texans games have been really quick here lately because there's been no hope and neither team wants to use their timeouts in the second half. They also against the best running back statistically right now in the NFL in Nick Chubb. They held the uh the Browns to hundred and twelve rushing yards we did it last week oh they 39 17 win oh they did it not us <laughs> no, no, no 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 the the dolphins yeah, yeah. we're still talking about the yeah, dolphins, dolphins defense. Yeah. they 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 really did a good job of of honing in on on the running attack which is really you've got a new quarterback coming in and and starting damian pierce is obviously the best piece on this offense maybe the team they're going to want to run the ball they're going to absolutely stack the box, and they're probably going to do that anyways, just because they're going to blitz more than most of the teams that they've played. So they're going to show all sorts. I, I'm sure they're going to have a few different blitz packages they throw at Allen. This is going to be a brutal game, man. Oh yeah, there's no getting around it. It's going to be awful. Um, I don't have high hopes, so I guess let's do these picks and let's just be as quick and painless as possible. Well, this game should be quick and painless. I can tell you that much uh, right now. It'll be quick. It won't All right. be painless. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like mostly are, are pain. Are you ready for this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to hurt. <laughs> so this is this is the spread. All right, what do you 14 got? 14 points. 14 points the Dolphins are favored by at home. Oh. Uh, this is the first over-under that's been over 40 for the Texans in a while. The over-under is 47 points. Oh, jeez. I'm, I'm taking both the... I don't have to think about this very long. I'm taking minus 14 and over 47. I, I like the minus 14. I don't know that I like the over 47 because I could easily see this being like a 30 to 7 game. Like we won't score. I, I kind of think I th- kind of think it's like 41 10. 
Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take Miami and and winning by 14, and I'm still I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm yeah I'm going for the uh, I'm going for the the over, and I'm going for Miami. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I've had faith for so long, and they've they've done nothing but kill me. <laughs> Kyle Allen's the last thing. He, he's off the boat. <laughs> I feel like they're just throwing him to the wolves. You guys don't see the behind the scenes, but Nico's coming into this. Nico's coming into this season, into this week, like Log, like uh, Wolverine in the movie Logan, where he's just not healing properly now, and <laughs> his clothes are all banged up, and he's in like a dusty limo. Uh, he's got like a substance abuse problem. He's just like he's been back in this Texans team for so many weeks. <laughs> Just not standing up the same, you know? His claws don't go back in like they used to, you know? It's just tough. He's he's had a bad time. It, it, he's not having fun anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I... Yeah, all right. So, Nico's off the Texans for the first time in, I think, four weeks, if, I, if I'm on my Nico's game. Nico's been picking this team every week. And... <laughs> Even with 14 he, points. He finally broke him. Yeah, even with 14 points, he's like, nah. <laughs> we're, we're sitting over here. We're like, you know what? You shouldn't you shouldn't break it all down to the studs. You shouldn't fire Lovey Smith. And Nico's just in the background, just fire everyone. Yeah. Fire everyone. <laughs> Nico was one of the 20% who was like, fire him today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive him to the airport. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> You gotta ask for help, or you can't oh get it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they they can't help me here. here for <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! I <laughs> what a time! What a time to be alive! Everybody, prayers up for Nico. What a prayers finale! Up for Nico. I never saw this uh, coming. He's turned on the team. <laughs> do they? Do the Texans score before the half? I think they, yeah, I think they score one of the first two drives before Miami hones in on what they want to do, and, and then I think they go the yeah, rest maybe of the game get a without. scripted drive in there that looks good. Yeah, I think that's where they're going to surprise them at all with Kyle Allen, and then after that, it's just going to be the same old, same old. I can see that. Yeah, I think I think this game, I think there's going to be three really huge like touch like. 50 yard touchdown though to the dolphins. I think that they're just going to score quick a few times. So I can see this getting out of hand. I, I think 41, 10, 41, 13, that kind of range. That would be rough. That would be rough. I mean, it, I guess just try to get a Miami dolphin on your fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're playing someone who has a dolphin That's on the their team, this yeah. week. see if you can bribe them into benching them. Cause otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> try and get the Miami defense. Maybe Ooh, I don't know. That'd be a good pickup. Something, <laughs> something. All right, there's there's the picks. Uh, we're gonna go and uh, we're just gonna give Nico a hug. Hey, <laughs> call it a night. Oh my gosh, what a way to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody, seriously, thank you so much for listening. We're thankful for all of our listeners. We hope that you had a really awesome Thanksgiving. Make sure to travel safely wherever you're going. 
this weekend. And make sure you're coming right back here because we're going to have content after the Sunday slate to close out your weekend. And again, please, please, please subscribe wherever you're finding this podcast. Co-host Corey DLG, producer Nico, I'm your host Colt Molesky, and this has been another episode of Battle Red Radio.